Voices of the Temple, official podcast of the Temple of Witchcraft, exploring mystery and magic through love, will, and wisdom, hosted by Adam Sartwell. Hi, listeners. Welcome to Voices of the Temple. Uh, Just to get us started, I'd like to bring us into sacred space with each other. So take a deep breath. Become present where you are in your body, in your space. As we call to the great spirit, we call to the two who move as one through the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We call upon the goddess, the maiden, mother, and crone, past, present, and future, creator, sustainer, and destroyer, weaver of the web. We call to the God, Lord of light, Lord of darkness, God of the green and the gold, God of the horn and the red, singer of the song, be with us now and forever, so mote it be. Well, welcome, everyone. Yay! So, uh, let me talk about my guest for today. Uh, It is Matuka. And Matuka is a witch-initiated high priestess and ordained minister of the Temple of Witchcraft lineage and holds the position of the Pisces lead minister. Matuka is also a teacher for the Temple of Witchcraft for our mystery school. And she has a background in feminine mystery studies and received initiation in the goddess school tradition. During her 30-year journey in Earth-based spirituality, she has developed passion and skill about creating ritual, rites of passage, and shamanic initiations. Her practices include multiple shamanic traditions that encompass working with animal allies, as well as creating ritual tools such as sacred drums and rattles. She is the creator of the Hoops of Life Divination, her life spiritual process as a reality map for shamanic consultation, many uh, making it a system for guidance. Her skills also include Reiki Master. She's passion. Her passion lies in healing uh, of the divine feminine principle in particular the aspect of the crone in the psyche of humanity thus holds crone circles and workshops matuka continues to exercise personal growth and presently is studying herbalism and you can see her at matukamoonbear.com well welcome matuka thank you adam so uh, let's dive right into the l- crazy list of questions I have for you. Are you ready? <laughs> Not really, but I'll, I'll get off my surfboard. All right. So the first one right. is, what are your favorite things about witchcraft as a practice? My favorite things? Well, I w- would say that um, divination is one of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. And the whole, the whole of everything. I, I love um, meditation, divination, um, spending time in nature, corresponding with nature and nature spirits. Um, 
And I like to do spellcraft, but it's not on the top of my list. It's interesting. It's like, it's like what, it's the thing you do if you, if you need it, you know, I'm not like, I don't know. So there, so there's that. Um, yeah. Uh, and, um, sharing ritual with community also is huge for me. It's, uh, it feeds my soul. I love turning the wheel of the year with people and, um, also sharing full moon rituals. Yeah. So ritual, I guess, is my other part. That's really huge. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Um, so, so you've already talked a little bit about, you know, public ritual. So what constitutes the essential qualities of a successful public ritual? Like what, what is your image of success there? Okay, I'm going to tell you my truest image of success is that the community is actually getting fed, that they feel in alignment, connected to the rituals that are happening, and uh, and that they can feel um, the shifts that the rituals are designed to do um, in correspondence to, say, the Wheel of the Year. So they're experiencing that shift. And they're helping also create the shift on the outer world. So the inner and the outer world are lining up. So I would say the community is the big piece for me. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I could say a lot of things about the structure of ritual and so forth, but we all kind of know what that is, right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> we cast our circles, we call our quarters, and, and then we do the magic in between. And that's all great, but it needs to be spirit spirit aligned and seasonal aligned and and feed the people mm. that's yeah yeah no i think that uh being fed in some way uh brings people back to these traditions and and back to the work um yeah and if they're not feeling fed or you know they just wander away you know yeah yeah um so I know you do a lot of temple work and we'll talk a little bit more about Pisces when we get, you know, on with these questions. Um, but these first couple of questions, of course, were written by Steve. So I'm like, uh, okay. Um, so in addition to your temple work, you also offer space to work with the crone energies. So can you tell us more about that and, you know, anything that you do to work with the crone? Hmm. Thank you for asking that. It's, um, a, it's a near and dear place in my heart, mostly because um, that's the path I'm on. I'm an aging woman, right? So it's, uh, so I want to be able to see myself that as within, so without in the outer world, in my magical realm. And so the, in order to do that, I had to start searching for her, basically. And I wasn't seeing her showing up so much in other people's rituals. We focus a lot more on the mother aspect, I feel, than any, because uh, we all are her children, right? <clears throat> so I wanted to see uh, more of what the crone representation is in our, in our uh, spiritual culture and find ways to help her be expressed um, in the outer world. And... And also as a, a guide for me on how to develop 
uh, and deepen myself as a person incarnated as a woman. So some of the ways that I do that is I hold crone calls each month with a, a topic. It's only a one hour circle, um, but uh, other people who are interested uh, join the call and we talk about uh, some kind of a wisdom questions that I bring up and uh, we share sacred space together in a confidential safe container. And another, um, so that's part of also, I guess, wise woman work. Mm. So it kind of goes over into that realm, that part of my training and, and my journey. And the other thing I do now is um, I'm offering a, a year-long journey called um, Enter the Crone, 13 uh, Moons of Wisdom. And that just started last month. So, um, and each month we'll get together and we're going, the idea is that we go down into the labyrinth to find, you know, uh, enter all the decades of our lives. And then we come out together and uh, initiate basically mm-hmm. and, and glean all the wisdom that we got from a lifelong experiences that we, that we have. Mm. Yeah. That's quite beautiful. It is. It's interesting to, you know, dive back into the arc of a person's life and the different winds and bends that we go through and see, you know, and focus in on those things to sort of bring out the wisdom, you know, now that you're using hindsight to see them. They seem a lot, well, they can seem more clear of what the real lesson was that you were learning. Indeed, I always think hindsight's twenty twenty, Adam. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know? Yeah, foresight is very misty sometimes. <laughs> so I'm glad you're enjoying that and connecting to women who want to go through that and go into the croning aspect. I hope that you know someone who's hearing this podcast is also in charged and you know empowered to do the same thing for saging uh in in the male you know sort of space um but I'm not there yet so <laughs> I I can't do it um so in public rituals this year so talking a little bit more about Pisces um, so Pisces does the public rituals and I know that we are working on moving beyond the gender binary in those rituals, um, and using ritual language and symbolism, um, that it encompasses that which is between those two polar opposites of male and female and, you know, or even beyond it, uh, why is that important, Patuka? I have, you know, I, I'm really happy you asked this question. And it's important for a few reasons. On a spiritual level, it's important because our our goals, I think, are to um, enter enter the liminal space of those opposites. Like we want to be in alignment with the the, the center spiral of of those dualities, right? That, I mean, we're always looking to, um, I forget the language that, that is, is evading my brain right now, but, but we, 
our goal, I think, as spiritual beings is to be able to be in the center of both without being shifted so explicitly you know, expressly in one direction or another. But the other thing is, is our, our, we're in the age of Aquarius, right? Mm-hmm. And, um, and I'm seeing that our communities are also um, dissolving that binary um, labeling. They want more freedom. They don't want to be stuck in one place or another. And there are a lot of, um, of our of community members, well, planetary level even, um, mm-hmm. that are going through um, a big life initiation processes of shifting out of gender normality, mm-hmm. you know, and um, and finding new language and a new way to be seen and expressing themselves, which ultimately is more freeing. Mm-hmm. You know, but I I truly feel that in witchcraft, that's always been there. Mm. I just think that we're finding language to express it more, to make it yeah. seem more, <clears throat> to reveal it more. Um, so it and there's a and I can go down rabbit holes with this one. So I'm, yeah. I'm going to back off a little bit now. But I think, you know, so we're covering we're covering what's happening in the outer world and what's mm-hmm. happening in the inner world again. You know, it's yeah. 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 No, I would agree that um, a lot of the concepts that are coming forth, that are emerging, and people, you know, who are discussing these things and you know bringing it all, to all of our attention, which is great. Um, we're all having you know our own reactions to that and and opening up to. Oh yeah, the world is just a bit bigger than we than we thought, and now we can express these new things. and And I think that is what I don't. I'm not very great at Aquarius, um, but I think that is sort of our our thing. I know it's aligned with the Uranus, like the ideas and uh, lightning bolt of energy that you know brings change. and And I think we're we're getting there. And I love that we are open to opening up to not just the god and the goddess but to everything in between that you know fluctuates with the permutations of the great spirit <sighs> and i agree i think it is very great spirit right it's the whole yeah. formless one mm-hmm. so it to me the great spirit was kind of always embodying that yeah but now we we can see we can put words and names to that which is in between there, um, all that paradoxical stuff, which I think is amazing. Um, and that is part of the growth. Right. Dissolving paradox. Yeah. Yeah. Christopher just uh, put out a um, thing about that just today. Um, I know we're recording in March. So if you're looking for it, it's on the website somewhere and just put paradox into our search engine and it'll probably pop up. Um, and you can read all about it. Voices of the Temple is brought to you by our many wonderful sponsors for the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, including our anonymous and monthly contributors. Special thanks to the Robin's Nest, a metaphysical community in all ways for always, located in Bellingham, Massachusetts, 
The Robin's Nest offers a wide selection of magical tools, divination decks, books, crystals, incense, herbs, oils, teas, and candles for all of your spiritual and magical needs. The Nest also offers up a wide range of services, including psychic readings, rituals, and classes. Shop online at therobinsnestma.com or come to visit in person and be greeted by the sounds of running water, tinkling chimes, and laughing voices as you step into the magical realm. If you would like to become a sponsor for Voices of the Temple and contribute to the Temple of Witchcraft Community Center Fund, please contact Debbie Stellhorn at Debbie, and that's an I-E, Stellhorn at templeofwitchcraft.org. Or look for more information at our website at templeofwitchcraft.org. Now, let's see. Let's get to the questions I came up with. (laughs) All right. So, Matuka, you have experience in so many traditions. And you have a great practice. Does one of them really um, inform your practice the most? Or is it a blend that you've created with your guides and yourself? So am I understanding it correctly in that do I lean towards one tradition or another more? Yeah. Or, I mean, is there one that sticks out as like, that's what I practice? Or are you a blend of all of them and you pick and choose and sort of create your own practice from all of the experiences? I bake bread with all those things. They're all ingredients, right? Like it's all, um, they're all now parts of me and some of them took stronger hold than others like those parts. Mm-hmm. Um, like uh, when I studied with a, a native elder, I would say the animal kingdom really spoke like that. That's what came through strongly for me. And during that time, um, plus smudging, smudging is like a big piece that I got from that, uh, with the type of type of herbs that he taught me about. And then in the feminine mysteries, I would say learning to hold circles and counsel came out of that, you know, and having nurturing energies. Right. And then the temple of witchcraft, is this big expansion of all these other things. It's like, you know, I feel like I'm on a magic spaceship traveling the universe, you know? So, um, so I, so I'd say that all those things, um, are helping integrate older things that I learned in other traditions and the temple kind of magnifies stuff for me. And, um, and then I keep revisiting different parts of that um, as a as I evolve my practice because as a lead now I'm I'm upscaling again you know there's like yeah. other things are being added to my practice so um so yeah I would say it's a blend um I make I'm always making a meal out of it and it shifts according to if it's breakfast lunch or dinner <laughs> <laughs> Or just a snack. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love the I love the imagery of of cooking, um, because sometimes it is that way of the you know like it's what you need in the moment. You know, you're not gonna yes. 
you know, well, maybe some do. See, my brain was like, you don't add Tabasco to eggs. And I'm like, oh, wait, people do that. Um, (laughs) Yeah, but it is, you know, (laughs) I don't, but people do. Um, Yeah, so uh, it is that, um, you know, what am I cooking at this moment? And how does that work? And um, and I think that informs our practice of like, what is it we need right now? Um, Timing-wise self-wise you know that sort of mm-hmm. thing huh well anyway so my next question is the last time you were on the podcast long time ago remember that like uh, 10 years or so right? yeah it was old it was older than us having this property um for the temple so quite a wise like quite a ways ago um you were the lead of cancer ministry. And it's interesting, you've gone from water to water. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> what is the, what is it like to shift from the energies of cancer, the mother, the feeding and all of that to the ecstatic Pisces ministry? Um, and Do you feel like this ministry is aligning more with your true will as you are now? Wonderful questions. Thank you, Adam. Um, So, yes, I'm in water still. I guess water is um, a very important part of my elemental work. Um, So Cancer the Mother. Let's just say years ago, I was in cancer ministry when the temple first began physically right Mm -hmm. so um i my training at the time was prior to mystery school work i came in as a a high priestess of the feminine tradition so it was a perfect match for the time Mm -hmm. after mystery school however and all the other things that i've been learning i would say um the ecstatic pisces is my perfect place Mm. yeah yeah i just feel in super alignment with it so the nurturing mother was great at the time and i think i've grown and shifted on my journey as um a a mystery school student and 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 all the work i'm doing within the temple that it actually helped me evolve into this position i would almost venture to say the whole thing's been pointing to now all along. Yeah. 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 So I I know you are, you know, one of the rare ministers that started before you'd gotten through to Witchcraft 5. And I know that I am close to being one of those because it wasn't long before I got to 5 that we were doing that. Um it is it is interesting and different like because not everyone's experience and the people who follow us will not have that experience because uh, lead ministers usually have ordained they're ordained they're you know like they've gotten to a yeah. certain level um so it's interesting that you know you can see the change from know here's where your vibration was at that time and now you've come into alignment with something 
even truer for where you are now. Absolutely. I would also say that at the time, even though it isn't the way our temple normally operates, for what was needed in cancer, it was appropriate. Yeah. Oh, no. At that time, it was appropriate. We all shifted since then. (laughs) Um, So I'm going to have us do our promotional, you know, break for, for right now. And that's, I'm saying that, and now we're, we'll move on. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, Matuka, you have a great team of deputies. I do. And how are you utilizing their strengths and coordinating and communicating with them? Mm. Beautiful. So, first of all, um, we correspond regularly, uh, you know, so probably at least weekly are checking in with each other. Um, you know, sometimes through Facebook, I have a little, I have a little, uh, messenger that's just for the deputies, you know, um, and I have one that was original to um, doing all the local work. So that still exists. And then one that is um, that encompasses all all my deputies because now I have my house is full, you know, mm-hmm. uh, which wasn't always the case. They all have many talents. and And so I spent the first couple of months watching what their tendencies were. Uh, what did they jump on? What were they mm-hmm. jumping on all the time? And that's what I started stoking as their uh, fire. So um, it, it became clear to me that, uh, for instance, that, that Dawn is extremely uh, passionate about ritual. She just loves it. She, ritual is a thing. And she's always dreaming into... Um, I'm feeling this energy, that energy. And, and, and Liz will speak into it too. Like she loves to be part of the whole, we're all bubbling together, but Dawn likes to initiate that. And so I said, Hey, run with it. Let's, let's, why don't you focus on that? You know? And, um, and Liz is a super good tech witch, you know? So she's like, creates all the forms and, and, and does all the air table stuff and has um, a lot of feedback about structure in that regard. And then uh, Selena, oh my God, she is so creative. So like she does our monthly moon uh, um, readings, right? And but she'll do all this beautiful graphic work and, and, uh, and, and she's a great teacher as well. I love to listen to her um, when she's doing stuff. And, and everybody gets along super well and and we laugh together and that, you know, makes it lovely. But I, a lot of it is watching and observing what uh, is coming out of your deputies and then stoking that a bit. I think that's, that uh, is a mark for good leadership. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Excellent. Well, speaking of team Pisces, it's not just your deputies. It's also some of our distant members that run Sabbaths in their area and rituals. 
So how do you coordinate and communicate with them? Yeah, so um, we created a couple of years ago, actually, uh, a Facebook, a private Facebook group for just distance ritual uh, celebrants. And, and it's, it's actually being maintained much more now. Mm-hmm. Um, but what we do is I encourage them, we posted um, their um, forms for uh, uh, reports are on mm-hmm. there on that group. And uh, every, every time we do Sabbaths, we share our photos and conversations. Uh, yeah, we just check in that way. And then we have our monthly, um, when, the, when the moon is in Pisces, it gets posted so that the other res- ritualists have an opportunity to be reminded to do the Pisces ritual with Kaylan, you know, so... Yeah, we're pretty good. I would like to get better about correspondence, actually. And um, we're working on our manual and uh, distance ritualist um, section in there on how to tweak it and fine tune it. But I think I've had a lot of beautiful feedback that people feel more included than they once did. So that to me is a goal, you know, that is being reached. Yeah. I know it's really hard to organize things from afar and to um, allow people to have their, you know, to get their momentum and also, you know, guide that momentum a little towards where, where it needs to be instead of uh, off, you know, charting the seas <laughs> um yeah. so do you have any advice for priestesses and priests of the temple um overall just mm-hmm. anything yeah yeah if you had any advice for them what would it be hmm. I guess my advice would be to remember that that when you're answering this the call to be um, a high priest priestess or priestess that you are actually stepping into dedicating your life to the greater good, mm-hmm. and so following the path of what that means, how that um, communicates through you as a, a vessel of the gods. Mm. So that means a lot of listening, I think. Doing, but listening first. Yeah, mm. yeah I, I, I resonate with that. I think that there's a, there's a need sometimes for us to listen deeply both to others and to ourselves when it, when we are reacting or acting um, as priest or priestess, just because I feel like sometimes we have to go, okay, that's my personal stuff and set that aside for a moment. Okay. What are you actually saying to me, you know, from the outer world and, 
you know, things like that. And then, you know, picking that back up later and, and unpacking whatever came up um, sometimes happens. All right. I would, I would, can I just add a little? Yeah, please do. So Adam, I would say based, um, I love, love what you're saying and what shows up for me in another way of saying it would be coming back to the um, 13 goals of a witch, which is know thyself. Mm-hmm. Like know, know the self so well that you're knowing where those communications are coming from. Yeah. Um, yeah. And what parts of us are communicating at that time is always useful too. Um, knowing yeah. the voices that, and voices is not a great word, but the you know the way that say the higher self speaks whereas the you know the inner child and how that speaks is very different (laughs) um and being able to listen to each of them yes all right so let's get back to pisces and all the goodiness that is in it um so you guys are do an online full moon ritual basically every full moon, um, right? I think you skipped February, right? Anyway, um, so (laughs) there's one tonight. Yes, as we we record, we're here in March, but uh, you guys will probably be listening to us in May. Um, But uh, so, because tonight's the Virgo moon. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yay, Virgo! Um, but you guys have plan, uh, planned out a theme or something like that for the year of what are you guys working on with the full moons? Yeah. Thank you for asking. So um, last year was our divination series. We were doing different divinations for each month. And so, and we did that for two years in a row. So we decided we wanted to do spellcrafting. So mm-hmm. each month uh, we'll have particular um a different deputy will be leading the, the full moon and um, we'll be doing a different uh, type of um, spell working. So in January, we had the candle magic and tonight is uh, sigil work. Mm-hmm. And tomorrow will be seed, ma- uh, not tomorrow, next month will be seed magic going mm-hmm. with the star energy. Kind of. Yeah, so we've um, themed out the whole year with different uh spells that we'll be doing and uh it's exciting we love it it's fun yeah and people can find more information about all of that on the temple calendar because i that's where i found out that you guys were doing a different theme this year um by going to our website at templewitchcraft.org and looking at the events calendar um so do our sabbats have a theme this year a theme yeah so in uh last Samhain um deputy minister selena did a year-long um reading for to give us a a, a pulse on us on the sabbath energy and so our themes are going to be are based on that reading um, I don't have it in front of me, though, Adam, to t- say more about it, but um, we're we're pulling from that. So we look at the reading, and uh, and then uh, Deputy Minister Don 
did her visionary work around the reading and gave it all a little blurb, mm. you know, so that we have a, a basic um, outline or energy or theme uh, to follow. And then we have to dream it up kind of as we get near. Mm. Well, I love how spirit-driven that is. It is very spirit-driven, yeah. Yeah. Thank you. And it makes it so that, you know, we're not um, imposing a pattern. Instead, we're taking on a pattern and then flowing with it, which I think is beautiful. Um, Thank you. You're welcome. So you, you are doing all the online rituals for the temple, like the, not the moons, but the Sabbaths. Uh, and you've experienced that. So what can you tell us about the online rituals? Oh, thank you. Um, so I will say I actually love doing the online rituals. I didn't know I'd feel that way when I first took it on. Mm-hmm. Really more online, but um, last year I actually uh, um, did the whole Wheel of the Year um, training with Christopher. And I enjoyed it so much that I decided to extract the um, rituals from the Wheel of the Year classes that he did and create them online. So um, so our online uh, rituals are more based on our uh, temple tradition, mm-hmm. like strongly um, based on that. And then um, our in-person ones are more, use, utilizes those energies, but also um, has more uh, more is more created based on the wheel of the year reading mm-hmm. um, themes. So um, it's a lovely way to um, get a taste of what the wheel of the year training is. And plus, Christopher was kind enough to do a lot of uh, a lot of them with me in 2022. So people got to see him and interact with him, which is always pleasant, right? So people got to have more time with him. So. Um, yeah, I, it, I'm continuing that this year. I, I, I really like um, doing it from the temple tradition structure. Mm-hmm. It gives it a good structure for online. It presents well. Yeah. Um, so. And people get to connect with uh, that without having to take the full course if they don't, if they can't at the moment or don't want to or... Um, but it is a really cool course for people. So, um, and I also loved the path of the moon myself. So I, yes, I found that fun and interesting. And there was always something new every month of, um, to experience or do, or, um, I couldn't do it all. <laughs> that was the hard part is, you know, the, uh, Virgo rising in me was like, yes, I want to do it all. And I want to have it all organized. And, you know, um, but the Libra in me was like, that's the way of imbalance. (laughs) It's not going to work out. (laughs) Um, I entered it with the same, the same thought process. I wanted to do it all too. And I, and I bit up, I bit up a lot doing both of them in the same year. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot. Um, but a really cool and beautiful, um, beautiful creation of, you know, Christopher. So, 
that is all the questions I have for you, Matuka. Is there anything else that you would like to share or talk wow. about? Wow. Um, we got through all the questions. That was fast. <laughs> so I, I guess I would just say thank you so much for the opportunity to be on the podcast with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really love doing this together and I hope that um, it reaches people and helps them reflect on um, the energies that we work with in the temple and um, yeah, that it helps people. All right. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you. (laughs) All right. So let us get centered again. Take a deep breath. Connect to your body and your space. As we thank the great spirit and the two who move as one, we thank the three rays of love, will, and wisdom. We thank the great goddess. We thank the great God and all those in between. And we thank you for moving through us when working with us. May we recognize your presence in our lives. Blessed be. Merry meet, merry part, and merry meet again. Blessed be everyone. You've been listening to Voices of the Temple. The contents of this podcast are copyright to the Temple of Witchcraft. For more information, please visit our website at templeofwitchcraft.org.